up bandheads? So no long intro today. I just want to get right into our interview for this week. This week, I am talking with Larry Jenkins. Now, Larry Jenkins, he's an alum of Tennessee State University and also Howard University. And he is currently one of the assistant directors at Tennessee State, his alma mater. People know him as Prof Jenkins. That's what all his social media says. And he is such a funny guy, a fun-loving guy. He has a great spirit about him. Yeah, I just really enjoyed talking with him and hearing his story. He's also an author in the HBCU Experience, HBCU Band Alumni Second Edition, which you can purchase on Amazon. Had to put that plug in there. But yeah, Tennessee State, one of my favorite programs. A lot of people may not know that about me, but they have just had a legacy of being a solid program. And so I just wanted to hear uh, Larry's story and learn a little bit more about him. So here is my talk with Larry Jenkins. Okay, I am here with Mr. Larry Jenkins, who's the Assistant Director of Bands at Tennessee State University. And I'm really glad I'm getting to talk to you because I know we follow each other on social media and stuff, but we don't talk, talk for real, for real. So this is good. I'm glad you're here. I'm glad to be here. I'm, I'm excited about it. Uh, you know, you're, you're a legend in the in the culture. So, you know, I've known you for a long time as well, you know, just following and seeing things you've done. So you know, I'm excited. I'm, I'm glad to be here. Oh, good. Thank you. Thank you so much. All right. So we're going to get right into it because this is about you. I would Me? like to know, why do we <laughs> why do we start <laughs> off? <laughs> See, you cracking me up already. See, all right. So let's talk about your hometown. Where'd you grow up? I grew up in the 757 in Portsmouth, Virginia, right there on the coast. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I went to I.C. Norcom High School with uh, Thomas Thurgood was my band director in high school. And okay. um, yeah, I, I grew up, you know, around band culture, going to Norfolk State games and um, you know, just really being in it from a young age. So. Okay, cool. When did you first start noticing like HBCU bands? Well, you said when you went to Norfolk State games and whatnot. About how old were you? Yeah, probably in that middle school, high school range, or, you know, first year in high school, but really middle school going and um, starting to, you know, playing trumpets at this point. I'm seeing, like, the big leagues. So, right, um, and, right, right. Yeah, in high school, you know, I really got into it. We'll go to the games, and, you know, you're looking not only at uh, Norfolk, I'm looking at who's coming into town. So I'm starting to get that firsthand experience of, um, you know, what HBCU like bands are like and the difference between certain programs and, you know, shoot, even thinking back from um, back to that time and thinking about Honda Ballad bands becoming a thing during that time too. So now I'm seeing it in different light, you know, fifth mm-hmm. quarter was a thing and Showtime Mag, all, mm-hmm. all the culture starting to hit you. So yeah, I was uh, immersed uh, at that point. Okay, so let's go back a little bit to like what you say you're a trumpet player. So yes. when when did you start playing a trumpet? Was it in middle school? Sixth grade. Um, you know, okay. I was in from the beginning. You know, one of those folks where your mom tells the story and look at this picture here, and you see me with a toy trumpet and saxophone. So I loved it from an early age. But mm-hmm. um, in in elementary school, I joined the, uh, the chorus or the choir and was singing. Um, that was my musical outlet. And then when it was time to pick an instrument, I knew what it was and jumped in on trumpet. And, you know, it's been there ever since. Okay. Okay. So you, you said your mom was encouraging you to play. Like, did she, did she, did she introduce you to it or 
was she one of those people that was like, when you get to middle school, you're going to play an instrument? <laughs> she she got me into music um, early because she sang in the choir. Um, okay. My grandma and dad sang in the choir. So, uh, you know, especially just growing up one of those church kids, you're always around it too. And uh, we also had uh, a guy, Olu, on keys who used to do a whole lot of just cool, uh, you know, chord progressions and things like that. So I've actually never attributed any, any, any of my musical journey to him, but I'm going to attribute some to him today because I used to live for, you know, hearing what he would blend in or like a hip hop R&B song that he'll blend into uh, playing in church. But um, yeah, mom, you know, back to her, she was definitely a big uh, push musically. And then she let me choose. But for me, it was no question. I knew I wanted to play an instrument at that point. Okay. Okay, cool. So, you know, the people that are listening may not know this. I know this because, you know, we, we from the same area, but yeah. I see Norcom was a high step, is, well, is a high step in band. And yes. so, yeah, let's talk about your introduction. Cause I mean, it's one thing to be in middle school and you're learning your fundamentals and all that good stuff. But then when you're actually having to march and play at the same time and all that, like, was it a big adjustment for you? You know what? I think I jumped right in and uh, really started to put my all into it right out of the beginning. Now, I'll say the adjustment was in the classroom because okay. I was such a band junkie head, whatever you want to say that, you know, it was just bam, 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 bam. And my grades were trash my freshman year, oh. my first semester uh, or first quarter. Let me not even say first semester, I guess first quarter, whenever it was uh, my freshman year. And um, I remember my mom was like, you know what? Uh, I think we're about to take you out of the band. And I can't remember who talked her out of it and said, no, 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 he, that's that's what he needs. Um, you know, he needs to stay in. Um, you know, he just has to get his stuff together in the class, which I did. It was no problem. Disclaimer for all my, my listeners, you know, I was honorable before that. You know, I, I was doing well. But uh, <laughs> just getting in the band, for sure. I was so, so just uh, locked in to, to band that it almost took over. Yeah. Okay. So you, you were getting immersed in the culture in high school. So yeah, I'm just, I'm just thinking about like what it was like when you were in high school where we had, you know, the fifth and Showtime Mag and March and Sport yeah. and all those. And <laughs> you, you kind of yeah. made me think back a little bit. Absolutely. No, that was a, a, a great time. You know, we didn't have YouTube at that moment. Mm-hmm. Uh, we didn't have really any outlet for band videos online, per se. It was more so, uh, you know, you had to hit like with DJ, the video man, the gentleman, all those folks. Yeah. Get them delivered to your house uh, or hand delivered to your house. I, that, that's where it was then. But um, the forums were definitely, uh, uh, you know, a meeting ground for all the band heads and the place where we could go and discuss um you know at that point it was more showtime mag even though i did moonlight on the fifth i had an account and everything but i wasn't anybody's college band at that point but right. um the love they're heavy just just rolling and, you know i actually have a funny story about this too i remember one of my guys um went and put something about us tearing up booker t at that <laughs> when we were in high school i think he was a sophomore or freshman in high school at that moment so he was just really excited and um when I tell you the fifth just destroyed him, like <laughs> the first thing, the first post was uh, a yellow heart hat. And it was just like, son, you're going to need this. Mm-hmm. And it just, <laughs> but no, those, those are some good times on the forums for sure. 
Yeah, good, good. So, all right. So you're in high school, you're marching at Norcom, you're enjoying your experience and everything. So yes. when and how did you find out about Tennessee State? Okay. So um, when I was at Honda, that's when I saw Tennessee State for the first time in person. So I have, I have family members who marched at TSU that I didn't even know marched at TSU um, at that point. But I found out then, you know, when I was talking about it. But, um, yeah, Honda Battle of the Bands was the first time for me seeing um, TSU. And uh, it was it was something about it. You know, my trip coming down here to audition and when I met Prof Graves and he, he called me by name, you know, he just prepared you like, OK, you're Larry Jenkins coming in. I'm like, wow, you know, felt like home immediately. Auditioned mm-hmm. um, at Donald and, uh, you know, did everything went, went so well and um, it just felt like home and it became home. Um, yeah. TSU was wow. Just thinking about how, how that all happened. It kind of happened quick too. up our way. It's definitely a lot of uh, a lot of me at that we see on the East Coast had never seen TSU in person before that only heard of them or heard clips um, online. Um, but yeah, it took, took me to see it in person and it's like, all right, we're here. That's it. Okay. Okay. So, so you intentionally like applied, you say, I'm going to apply here and I'm going to, you know, once, once I get in, then I'm going to contact the director. No question. Okay. Um, it was, it was very, very much intentional. You know, I, there were a few bands that, you know, I was like, okay, here, 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 here. You know, as you're weighing your, your your options as a high school senior. But it was something about TSU where I was like, I uh, kind of feel like this is it. This is where I want to be. And, um, you know, when it opened up for me to actually happen, then that was it. So what made you want to major in your, your music ed, your bachelor's in music ed degree, right? Mm-hmm. Okay. So what made you choose that path? Very interesting. This story is actually, I'm bringing FAMU in the picture. So I was at, uh, in high school, I'll back up. In high school, I was very heavy into journalism as well. And I have an aunt who, uh, my aunt Athelia, she's phenomenal journalist, um, you know, ESPN, HBO Sports, all types of stuff, Washington Post. So, um, you know, with with her, um, I guess just help, you know, I was getting certain internships and different things that uh, were in that field too. So one of the ones that she got for me was an HBCU experience that she knew I loved the band as well. So she got me a summer, what was a summer program or into a summer program at FAMU for journalism. And so I was down there working on, um, you know, the program, working on the paper that we were doing. And I was the editor for this project. So I'm editing the paper and I hear FAMU's band camp outside at the exact same time. And in my mind, I'm like, hmm, would I rather be inside editing this paper or would I rather be playing my instrument right now? And, you know, I was weighing, literally weighing it out at that moment. I said, you know, I think I would rather be playing my instrument. Mm-hmm. And uh, that was the moment where it clicked. Because I knew it was going to be one of the two, journalism or uh, something mass comm or music and music ed. So it shifted right there where I knew that was the side I was going to go to. So shout out to, uh, to fam you for that one, because that's, <laughs> that, that's, that's all I'm gonna give you uh, fam. But that's, that's where, um, that's where it happened. <laughs> that's, the, that's the only one, but no, no, all jokes aside that, that moment was, a um, you know, a pivotal moment for me to figure out what I wanted to do. Wow. You got to keep that rivalry now. And I know what it's like, you know? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. We get Atlanta classic back. 
Yeah, yeah. Oh, I, I've been to the Atlanta Classic plenty of times, and that's that's a good time. So, all right, let's fast forward to your you're at Tennessee State, and it's your first band camp. Tell me what that was like. You know what? The first band camp was culture shock slightly. You know, it's, it's different because now it's, it's gone to the next level of musicianship. Um, physical training has gone up to the next level. The time, you know, all day, um, that 5.45 in the morning, it's different. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? Now it's just, it's, it's just different and it feels like the next level. Um, one of the things in band camp that I think really st- stands out to me is the attention to detail musically was just, it was very, very, very precise. And, you know, I was actually in Oakland when I was there, we were a very good program. We won at festival, you know what I mean? So we were playing our instruments, Mm -hmm. but, you know, when we were here and just the level of musicianship and um, down to the syllables is just so, 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 so precise. So, um, you know, that's, that's what starts to stand out um like this this music is serious and um it was it was really a good push you know it it helped me to look at my musicianship as far as where it can go differently you know Mm -hmm. what I mean you go from you know being the guy on your instrument to this guy sounds like a professional you know it's it's, it's like okay so you know that those things I think really helped and then being a freshman in the band um in the program um, that's established like this that's humbling in itself anyway so mm-hmm. you know I'm just kind of quiet and learning and um, you know taking in a new experience at that point right okay okay so yeah you did some growing up in that program in which it that's what it was supposed to do and um look <laughs> I know we were working so hard or at least personally I'm just thinking about working so hard that one of my cousins who I just saw him today, my cousin Calvin, uh, he marched in the band in the eighties and um, he came up with like a card and he was like, Hey, happy birthday. I didn't even know what date it was. That's, I didn't know it was my birthday until he told me it was my birthday. So that's, that's what band camp did to me. (laughs) That is kind of hilarious and kind of scary at the same time. So yeah, let's talk about some some rivalries. So I think I know two schools that I'm thinking yep. about that you're going to talk about. So let's talk about some rivalries you've had as being part of the aristocratic bands. Absolutely. Of course, Jackson State um, with Southern Heritage Classic. And for us, you know, it's, it's probably different than anybody who's in the SWAC or the MEAC because we're in the OVC. So we don't necessarily have band rivalries in conference the same way, kind of with Jackson State, I mean, Jacksonville State who um, they left the OVC now, but they were a really good band. But, um, you know, they were huge, State, right? They were they like, were, they were the 400 and something piece band. Ridiculously huge. Uh, just a block of people across mm-hmm. the field. But um, no, Jackson, um, Jackson State is definitely the first rivalry that comes to mind, you know, because that's a game you look for every year at the top of the year. It's usually what, that second week, September, something like that. So um, it's one of the first big classics to hit every year, too. So, um, you know, that that one, the preparation and everything that goes into it, the, um, the parade, the, the, the school, you know, really being behind and the school energy that we, you know, that's definitely an easy one to, to bring up as um, a rivalry for um, us and a good, good rivalry, one that, um, you know, I, I've enjoyed over the years um, since from, you know, from being in the band all the way up until to this point. And um, another one 
that I miss some is the FAMU. When we, we see FAM every once in a while, like we've played them, I think 2015, 2017, since I've been here, something like that. But that's another one, just two historic programs. You know, we have very storied histories and a lot of, you call them like firsts. Mm-hmm. You know, I know FAM and, and us, you know, just among others, but we have a lot of first you know and um i think that's something that's very cool between us um story band directors of course we already know um dr foster here we have a very story story director as well frank t greer so you know this this is this even goes way back then like i've heard stories about you know when the schools would play and um greer and foster would go have dinner before the game you know or the night before the you know, or after you know what i mean but mm-hmm. it that type of um, rivalry. I don't see it as much now like that, but I think, you know, that it just goes so, runs so deep that it's a beautiful thing. So those two are my, the ones that come to mind first. Yeah. Yeah. I figured those were the ones that I thought of yeah. too. So, okay. So you're in, you know, I'm thinking you're in symphonic band in the spring, marching band in the fall. You, you, you did find you alpha, right? While you were at Tennessee state. On the um, the backside. So uh, okay. at, when I was an undergrad, I actually didn't pledge any um, org. I was just in school. Mm-hmm. Okay, cool. So you graduate, and then mm-hmm. what's what's like your first position? So my first position was in DCPS. I taught in Washington D.C. and I have an interesting first position because I was teaching at two alternative schools. And one was Washington Metropolitan High School, and the other was Luke C. Moore. And Luke C. Moore High School was interesting because there were 16 to 22-year-olds. And so okay. that means peers, literally, in class, you know what I mean? I was young, I was like 23, 24, you know? So, um, you know, this was very, very interesting. But I really enjoyed it. I enjoyed D.C. At Luke Seymour, I was the first, I guess, um, run of the music program. So we had our first concert, um, had folks playing with one finger on the piano. You know, three people sitting to a piano, but playing their part. And oh, wow. um, it's because we, it wasn't uh, necessarily, you know, working to create, you know, the next band director per se. A lot, a lot of the students were, um, you know, trying to get final credits to graduate. Um, going into, you know, different different trades or you know, becoming a firefighter, whatever the case may be. So, um, you know, we wanted to make sure that we did something tangible, something that that uh, made sense. And yeah, we had our first first performance. I mean, just all types of stuff. So I really enjoyed building there. But while I was there, also something that was very important was I used to go to um, Howard and just go pick the brain of uh, Mr. Wash, Mr. Newsom, and um, kind of be around because they were right there. I could walk from uh, watched them at the Howard, like right across the street. So um, that's how that relationship actually started with them as well. Okay. Well, dang, that's good. It sounds like you had some good mentors. So what was your first like HBCU or college level position? Okay. Um, this TSU officially, but I was a very hands-on grad assistant at Howard. And um, so I went to Howard for grad school. I, I came back to Nashville before that. Because my, my wife now, but Stephanie was still here. And I'm like, yeah, I can go and um, teach in Nashville. So, you know, I did that. But um, crazy story about even getting to Howard, though. So I'm in Nashville before I uh, enrolled. It's probably March. I was in spring break. And I'm playing trumpet in church. 
And one of the guys beside me, he's an old aristocrat. I'm not saying old like that. If you listen, stride, not like that. But he was an aristocrat in the 80s, actually, with my uh, cousin. And um, his son went to audition at Howard. And when he came back, so we're sitting in church, and he was like, hey, you need to call out to call out to Howard. They were asking about you. And I'm saying, really? You know, it's almost a year later. I'm in Nashville. And he was like, yeah, they had wondered where you went. You know, you, they knew you were in DCPS, but... Uh, you know, they had a, an assistantship open and wanted to know if you wanted it. So this happens on Sunday. Monday, I make the call, talk to Wash. Tuesday, I'm talking to Mr. Irby, who is, was my trumpet instructor, jazz band instructor, phenomenal. Mr. Irby played for every president since Nixon uh, up to Obama. Phenomenal. Wow. That's um, everything. But so talking to Mr. Irby on Tuesday, I was on a mega bus by Wednesday. Thursday, I had the assistantship, and I had no clue that Saturday before that it was going to happen. So that was just, it was meant to be. And um, went to, got to Howard and had such an amazing experience. Mr. Newsom, Mr. Wash, Mr. Irby, um, you know, some of the relationships I built with like my friend Truck, Jay Neal, who I'm in Brassville with, like, lifelong friends, family. But um, that experience was probably my first position, I guess you could say. Mm -hmm. But, uh, you know, I was I was just a very, very hands-on grad assistant. But, you know, they, they threw me out there and let me work. And I'm forever grateful. Wow. That is an amazing story. I hope that, I hope that inspires someone. So after yeah. you were at Howard, then you got the opening that you're in now, right? Correct? Absolutely. Okay, and when was when did you get back to Tennessee State? 2014. So I'm um going into my ninth year back this year coming up. So how does it feel to be back at your alma mater and like you get to see how the sausage gets made? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's it's been quite a ride so far. I always joke about even even now. And again, I said you know we have a lot of firsts as a band, but it's like, I joke, I joke about this. I'm like, man, during my time, we didn't go as many places and do as much cool stuff. And I'm looking now in these past nine years, we've been everywhere. You know, it's just been insane from um, like the Netflix special with Cedric the Entertainer, you know, random stuff like Keith Urban uh, playing, playing at Bridgestone or, you know, Lakers halftime and Rose Bowl recently. And White House. Wait a minute, I just saw you with A Ball and MJG posted up in the uh, Instagram. <laughs> I was like, what's this? <laughs> yeah, yeah, we actually just had them uh, at the at our convention. But yeah, Ball and G um, were there. You know, we're doing right now. We we have something, and you one of the first to hear at least publicly. You know, we have our uh, documentary with Dallas Austin that's dropping. We have our album that's dropping, and this is the part. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. This is this is some of the first to hear because it was literally just announced at convention uh, for the first time. So you'll be seeing some of this correspondence really, really soon. But we have an album that's coming out that is going to be absolutely crazy. And it's not just a band album. We are put it this way. We are acting as an artist. So it's not a school band, per se. The risk credit bands is going to be the artists and just the star power on the album. I'm, we're looking, wait when does that come yeah, out right now so we're, we're in the finishing touches you'll probably hear the single which can be heard some in the doc with Jacqueline Carr you see her, her in the uh, video the single Dance Survival will probably be coming out 
maybe the next week, next couple of weeks, it's, it's, it's right here for that. We're going to do Essence Fest and, um, you know, have some album release. Like, it's it's a whole situation that's happening, and it's, it's almost to the point where the bubble is about to completely burst. And um, it's going to take the world by storm, I promise you. I absolutely cannot wait. So I have a really good friend who is a Tennessee State alum, and I'm telling you, she is Tennessee State down. Like. Okay. I mean, hardcore. So I cannot uh, wait to tell her. <laughs> yes, yes. This is going to be special. I'm telling you now, it's going to be so, so special. So you've seen Dallas Austin around. You've seen Sir the Baptist around, which is one of my good friends. Um, you've seen the, the Ja'Kayla now at this point, you know, by seeing the documentary uh, preview. Uh, documentary right now was set to preview at Carnegie Hall. So it's it's moving. It's it's on that type of stage. This is, as they say, it is not a game. So Come this, on, Carnegie. That's uh, what I'm talking about. HBCU bands, um, you know, ours in particular. Uh, but this is, you know, when we go out and you know set this precedent, this is for everybody. You know, we are a culture at the end of the day. So um, mm-hmm. when one of us wins at a high level, we all win. So just uh, I'm, I can't wait to even go into more detail and for everybody to see and hear what's happening. Um, but it's going to be real special. Y'all are doing some real big things at Tennessee State and I am here for it. So let's switch <laughs> gears a little bit. Talk yeah. about this book that's coming out. All right. So, oh, yeah. so Larry is going to be in the second edition of the HBCU Experience, HBCU Band Alumni Edition. And he's one yes. of the authors, and I'm very excited. For, I'm very excited for him to to have his stuff, his story come out. And so, without te- without telling everything, could you give a little teaser as to like what your chapter includes? Yeah, you know, my chapter is uh, centered around the thought that I, I can't believe this, and I think the reason why I chose that route was to kind of put a different spin on. Um, I guess what that, what what even the HBC experience looks like, because for me, what I'm talking about, and I guess I'll, I'll go ahead and, and, and spill just that little bit. What I'm talking about is my experience at the White House. So it's a little different than, you know, when I, uh, you know, my, my, I guess just background in band, but more so my story is kind of showing me like, look where band is taking me. You know what I mean? Like, because of the, the culture, because of what we do, I can stand here and um, you know look out and I tell you about what I'm seeing and how this moment is one of those unbelievable moments but it's not the only one I you, you'll hear me say I can't believe this a few times through the chapter and it's just one of those things where I really just give you a glimpse of what that moment felt like but also how HBC the HBCU band world the band culture how the aristocratic bands has got me to this moment and it's like my mom would tell me you know when you see uh you know get to these moments like this just slow it down in your mind like really stop and look at where you are like absorb what's going on so you're gonna get I guess the ring out of all that was absorbed in those moments (laughs) that is good you know I was a little bit nervous to even contact you to ask you to be in it because I was like he he's so busy and and all this. So I'm glad that you got a chance to, to, to do your part in it. So I'm so honored to, to be a part of it. 
you know, so, so glad to be able to share and to share that space with fellow HBCU graduates, alums, and colleagues, all that stuff. Because again, at the end of the day, it, it really is a family. And it's like, if you know, you know, it's, it's, it's a culture that we share. And if, if you've never experienced it, you just don't know. So uh, I'm really glad to be able to share this space with everyone. Okay, that is, that's great. So let's talk about some lessons that you've taken away from marching in an HBCU band. You know, I'm, I know you've, you've heard, probably have many lessons, but if you can just point out like something that you take with you that you might have learned while you were marching. I'll keep it kind of brief because you're right. It can, it's, there's so many lessons that you get from this. Um, one, I'm going to start with in our band room. We have a sign that says think, and it just sits right over the podium. And what that reminds me of is really just to almost, almost I said when I was talking about what my mom said and slowing down a moment, like, you know, take a moment to think, think through, you know, really, really be sharp. And that's something that, I don't know, that sign, really, I'm looking up as if it's right here, but that sign um, with that one simple word did a whole lot for me. You know, uh, it's almost like it's like just branded into my, my brain, but to think, uh, number two, you get out what you uh, what you put in as in regards to you know your work and your work ethic and um, you know you you just have to be relentless when it comes to what you uh, you know want to accomplish those type things so um, that tenacity being able to push through that's something the band taught and then the last one that I'll I'll speak on is a phrase that we say that um, that tensate on your chest is bigger than you and um, you know that we can take it out of the context of band and everything for a second. And, you know, just knowing that you as who you are, when you're going out and doing what you do, it's deeper than you, you know, you, you, you have your ancestors on your shoulders. You have your parents on your, on your shoulders, you know, you represent more than, you know, just you. And, um, you know, that's something that is big for the students to hear. So when they're going out, you know, it's a certain way that you, you need certain decorum that you need to care about yourself when you wear 10 state, on your chest you know it's just it's, it's bigger than just you and I think that is a good lesson um to take that we all take with us you know if you take heed and it'll take you far too okay all right man that was a whole word let me find out okay <laughs> yeah so we, we're gonna go ahead and wrap this up and it's been a pleasure talking with you I'm so glad that we got to have this chat and um yeah, I wish you much success. You've got a lot of stuff going on and I'm glad that you could, you know, find a little bit of time to talk to me. So. <laughs> oh, no, no, I thank you for, for having me. I enjoyed it. Um, this was very cool as I already knew it would be. And, um, you know, I'm, I'm just excited about the things that are coming up, excited about the book and um, looking forward to everything that's on the way. You have listened to the HBCU Band Experience with Christy Walker. Interviews and editing conducted by yours truly, Dr. Christy Walker. The music is District 4 by Kevin McLeod. And you can find this podcast on hbcubandexperience.podbean.com. You can find us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever else you get your podcasts. Take care.